How long can Utah football survive without Cam rising for the 2023 season? We're talking about on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. My name is JT, which is so former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you guys like it, subscribe. We'd love to interact with you guys in the YouTube comments as well as on social media. You can follow our show at Locked On Utes or my personal handle at JT Wistersell. On today's show, we're going to be previewing the running back position. I expect a big year out of the Utah running backs. We'll be talking about them a little bit more in the second segment and even the future of the running back position for Utah football later on but first we gotta start with the latest as it relates to the utah quarterback situation because obviously that is the biggest storyline currently going on around this utah football team and the biggest thing that their 2023 success is contingent on is the health of the quarterbacks and just the state of the position now not just with cam rising but with bryson uh excuse me with brandon rose now thrown into this as well and we did not get a brandon rose update uh coach Witt did say like he just chooses not to comment on individual injuries we know what's going on with bryson a little bit just because of what we saw put out on instagram but no update on him, but Coach Witt did disclose there was a game today. Bryson Barnes would be the starter, and Nate Johnson would back him up. He said Cam's in the same spot as last week still. So I think first a Cam concern meter. Maybe we'll do this another day on the show too. But like, I am still like, I just still think this is where they're going to go dark a little bit. I still think Cam's going to be the guy. I just think that because we've seen him throw and progressing a little bit still, Coach Witt always keeps things coy to the vest. I still feel like Cam's going to be the guy person. I feel like he's still gotten a little bit incrementally better. I just, like I said, we're not there. I, I don't know, but everything we heard before was that he was going to be able to play. I would be surprised if Bryson Barnes is a starter week one. So I'll say that. I think there's definitely a chance. That's what we're going to be talking about is how long can this Utah team survive without Cam rising. And the obvious answer to that is not very long, but I think they can be okay for the first couple weeks of the season. But I do expect Cam to still be the starter. I'm going to hold on to that until we see him not jog out there week one because like we said, it's just one of those things where everything worked before doesn't seem like he's suffered any setbacks either. So I think they're just kind of being cautious with the injury, everything just want to make sure he's back and ready to go. But I expect Cam to be around that 85 to 90%. And I think they're going to trot him out there because I think he'll be good to go. I just don't think he'll look like the best version of himself because as we talked about in the show before, really no quarterback ever does with their first game coming off an ACL surgery. So either way, I still think it'll be Cam, but let's talk about if Cam can't go, right? Maybe something does happen. Maybe just in general, Cam's just not quite there yet. And maybe we see him at Baylor or something like that. But let's just say if Cam's not ready to go, just maybe suffers a setback, isn't ready to go for the first four games how can utah do overall without him well i one thing i'll say is the reason i say the first four games is they absolutely need him back by the time they go to oregon state corvallis is incredibly difficult to play that game on september 29th short week on a friday night um i don't see how utah with a backup quarterback beats what in my in my opinion is a top 22 by the time the season is played out could even be a top 15 team i'm that, i'm not high on this oregon state team i think the defense is still really good i think dj uh, you as well is going to do really good things for their offense just because it's not going to be on his shoulders like it was a lot of Clemson last year with uh, a lot of the issues they had. So need him back by the Oregon State game. But um, let's talk about the games uh, outside of that. Let's talk about the games before that. So season opener versus Florida. Utah can win this game. I think the odds would shift if Cam wasn't playing. Fl- Florida would be favored, and I think that's understandable when you look at a team doesn't have their starting quarterback. But I'll say this about Utah. And as we've talked about many times before, this is a team that has not lost a true home game since 2018. 
You talk about the home field advantage with how ruckus the crowd is. And I know Florida fans are going to be in my comments talking about how we play in SEC venues, all this, all that. Yes, you play in SEC venues, but Rice-Eccles Stadium can get really loud. You also have to deal with the altitude. And this is your first game situation playing together. You can practice, do everything you want. You cannot simulate a live game. And the one thing that you can't really be quantified when you're trying to preview and break down a matchup on paper is the communication aspect of this. You can look at it and be like, oh, I like these Florida offensive linemen. I think they'll gel together. Maybe they will. Usually takes a little bit of time. They're not going to play their best game the first game of the season. And also, I think that when you get in a ruckus environment like that, it can be easy in blitz pickup and different things to have confusion happen up front. So that's another place that Utah can benefit overall. I think this Utah roster is not just one of the best in the Pac-12, but one of the best in college football overall. I mean, they do rank in the top 15 of pretty much everyone's AP ballot overall. Ended up at 14th overall. I felt they should be higher, but either way, fair enough placement. Um, this is a Utah team that has a really good roster. And this is a Florida team that has some question marks. How is Graham Mertz going to do in his first game? This is the game against Florida. I think is one that Utah could squeak out by scoring something like 20 to 25 points by putting together a couple successful drive with Bryson Barnes. Now, once again, I don't think Utah would be favored to win against Florida, but I think they can win because just because of how good they've been at home, because of how talented this roster is overall, because of how familiar they are with each other. Bryson Barnes has shown an ability to hit his players when they get open. And when given the proper time, I think the offensive line should be able to do that. And I think guys like Brant Keithy and Devon Vele are and Money Parks, Micah Pittman as well. I think they're going to be able to create that separation. Emory Simmons too. And all it takes is one or two plays, coverage, busts, all things like that. It can happen. So I, I do think Utah can still beat Florida week one with Bryson Barnes there. I know a lot of you fans don't love that, but as I talked about on my show yesterday, Bryson Barnes is a really good backup quarterback. He is not the future star of Utah football, I still believe, but I think he's a very good backup quarterback and has shown an ability to win games on the road. I think he could definitely win the first one for Utah at home. So let's say Utah beats Florida. Um, have him at 1-0 there. And uh, just for scenarios overall, I think Utah starting 4-0, pretty unlikely in my opinion. As for kind of the rest of how like Utah's uh, start of the season would play out, I think anything from 2-2 two and two to 1-3 and three is likely. Um, if we could skip past the Baylor game, like, Utah's going to beat Weaver State no matter who's out there. It's just a talent deficit, all the kind of things that roll into there. Uh, Bryson Barnes, Nate Johnson, because Nate Johnson would be the backup coach Witt said if the game was today, so that's what we can talk about for this situation. Utah will be able to beat Weaver State. There's just too much talent on this Utah roster, so no matter what, Utah is getting a win in their first four games. Uh, let's go to Baylor, though. I do think Baylor would probably be a loss without Cam Rising. It is just really hard to win on the road against teams that are, are good in college football. I think this Baylor team is going to end up being one of the top 35 in college football. They have a pretty good defense. Um, offensively, still got some talent. It's just hard to win on the road, especially in tech. It's going to be so hot in Texas for this Utah team. That's another thing they'll have to reckon with the humidity and uh, of a wake of a Saturday and wake overall. Um, Shapin, he did struggle last year, their quarterback, though. I do want to mention that. Um, they got some good running backs, but the offensive line is kind of new and coming together. And the defense there is talented, but a lot of new pieces. So is there still a chance that Utah can beat Baylor? Definitely. But I just think it's really hard to win on the road, right? The reason I say Utah could still beat Florida is because Utah was at home. If Utah was going to Gainesville, I'd obviously I'd be like, that's going to, I'd feel the same way about the Baylor game. I'm talking about like, it's just really hard to go in someone else's house and uh, win in college football, especially for Baylor. It'd just be such a rowdy environment overall. You know, their fans will be ready to go. And uh, those the team will be hyped overall. So I think it's going to be really hard for Utah to uh, win that game at Baylor overall. So let's say they start the season two and one in this scenario. So then how do things go against UCLA? Well, this is where it's a little surprising. I actually think Utah could start the season three and one with Bryson Barnes. And the Florida one is going to be tough. Baylor is going to be tough. They'll beat Weaver State. I, I feel okay about the UCLA game, even without Cam Rising. And let me explain to you guys is why. 
Um, first of all, they lost a ton. DTR is gone. Charbonnet is gone. And they lost their top three pass catchers. So your top quarterback, running back, and top three receivers are gone. That's a sign for concern. We don't know who their quarterback is going to be. It could be Ethan Gabbers. Uh, they got a transfer from Kent State as well. Also, they got a, a five-star freshman, Dante Moore. It's just I have a hard time seeing a five-star freshman coming into Rice-Eccles Stadium and uh, beating this Utah team. And uh, just sticking with the UCLA preview, the defense has the potential to be good for UCLA, especially at linebacker. But it's a lot of new pieces again. Sometimes those don't always gel together. So that's where I want to see how they look. The reason I'm so high on this Utah team, all these pieces coming back and working together. So they got some good transfers and young players, but how will they perform at Rice-Eccles Stadium? Let's look back at how Chip Kelly's teams the last couple of years have failed, um, going back five years actually, have they failed when they come out to Rice-Eccles Stadium. First, when it was Wilton Spates was starting for them back in 2018, they lost at Rice-Eccles Stadium, 41-10. to Then when DTR came out to Utah in 2019, they lost 43 to nine. Then in 2021, UCLA lost to Utah 44 to 24. That was with their backup, Ethan Gabbers at the time. But once again, just in general, this is a four and Gabbers could be starting again this year. If the defense has similar performances to as they had in each of these games, the Utah defense, which I think they're definitely capable of against a quarterback who is more than likely going to be starting unless it's Gabbers, but it doesn't sound like he's, I, like, I expect it to be Dante Moore just based on the things we've heard overall. I have a hard time seeing these quarterbacks going in, marching up and down on the field on a really good Utah defense with a lot of new pieces in their first Pac-12 game. Um, it just once again, it takes these teams' times to come together pretty much every single season overall. And I know TCU had their crazy luck last season, but we're talking about te- teams made up of transfers coming in and winning in a place that's really hard to play in with the elevation and everything factored into it. There's a reason it's really hard to win at Utah. You got to have a lot of things go your way. And that only happened for Washington in 2018 in the last true home game that uh, – Utah was able to win in, or excuse me, that, that Utah lost in that one. So I do think Utah can beat UCLA just because I think this defense is capable of really giving whoever starts for UCLA a really rough game at quarterback. And I think the defense can make those plays and the offense can make enough too. And Utah could start the season three and one with Bryson Barnes starting at quarterback because once again, Bryson Barnes is a game manager. He's a guy who can do some nice things. He can be a part of the reason you win. He just can't be the reason you win like Cam Rising can be. But let's hope Cam Rising's ready. But either way, I don't think necessarily the season is lost. It's going to be very hard for Utah to make the college football playoff or Utah to make the Pac-12 championship game, depending on how much time Cam rising this is overall. But this was a team that started one and two a couple years ago. Cam comes in, really stabilizes this unit and uh, just offense and team as a whole. And then they're going on and doing great things, obviously. So something to keep an eye on for sure. But uh, be interesting to monitor the injuries. But once again, it's not all doom and gloom with Bryson Barnstone, who's done a lot of really good things for this team overall. Another reason things for Utah will be good. They have one of the best backfields in the country, and we're going to be talking about the group of players in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Nutrafol. With Nutrafol, you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair, no drugs, no compromise, just better hair. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can go ahead, get ahead of the thinning with Nutrafol. Men tired of waking up with thinning hair? Do you want to reach your full potential leading hair growth supplement? That's what Nutrafol is because they help you improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their health their hair health wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through the whole body wellness. So make sure you guys take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, you can go to Nutrafol, and they are offering our listeners, so you guys, $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. It's all caps, no spaces. Once again, that promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why over... 
4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men, and enter that promo code, Locked On College. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code, Locked On College. All righty, coming back in this one, let's talk about the Utah running back situation overall. Um, I'm extremely high on this group. I think this is a special group of running backs. I'm locked on Utes. I'm not locked on the college football national show. I do not know every backfield in the country. This is one of the best running back rooms in college football, and I have no problem saying that. This roster returns their three best running backs at the end of last season. Some people may hear that and go, well, Tavion Thomas was leading this, led this team in rushing yards. Look at the version we saw of Tavion Thomas at the end of the season. Jalen Glover was better than him at that point. All of these guys were better than Tavion Thomas. And Tavion Thomas is a guy who did some great things for this Utah football team back in 2021 for a lot of different reasons we don't need to get into. It didn't work out in 2022 overall. But Mekhi Bernard's back, Jaquinton Jackson's back, Jalen Glover's back, even Chris Curry's back from injury overall. I would rather have that group of guys right now than the version we saw at the end of the year of Tavion Thomas, which obviously, once again, things just didn't go that way. So I'm very high on this Utah running back and uh, room overall. And let's start with Jaquinton Jackson. I am about as high as you can find someone on Jaquinta Jackson. I think this guy is so special. We did a show earlier in the offseason, and I mentioned that if Utah is a first-round pick this year, I think the most likely guy actually might be Jaquinta Jackson because what's the knock on running backs, right? The wear and tear. Jaquinta doesn't have that. So I think a lot of teams could be appealing to get him in the first round and be like, man, he's going to be really good for five years. And I hope Jaquinton could get a second contract if that was the case, because we know all the running back issues in the NFL, but that's for another conversation. But what did Jaquinton do last year that leaves me to be so high on him? Well, he had 78 carries last year and he had 531 yards at 6.8 yards a carry. And he did it all while starting the season as a quarterback. He was not a quarterback until he made that switch around the time, I believe, right before the Arizona State game was when he was like, you know what? I want to play. I see my future in college football and in football in general as a running back. He made the switch, and even though he was learning a new position on the fly, what a natural he was. Just the speed, the burst, the explosiveness, the ability to make guys miss. He can run over. You go around you. The one knock on his game last year was in the passing game, and he said an entire offseason not only get sharper at it with his vision and hitting holes, something he was good at last season, but improve his ability as a pass catcher out of the backfield, and something he looked like he was doing a pretty dang good job of in the Utah spring game. So I think Jaquindon is easily going to go over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. I think he's going to go over um, 1,000 yards rushing, I should say. I think he's going to have a chance to go over 1,500 yards from scrimmage overall. The only thing that could take away from that is just how talented all the other uh, – Running backs are for this uh, Utah team, which we can talk about in a second. But I am really high on Jaquindon Jackson. I actually think this will be his last year, even if he's not a first-round pick. He's been in the college for about, I think this will be his fourth season now. I could very much so see him moving on after this year because I think there's going to be a lot of NFL interest in him because I just think he's that special of a player. When you talk about it again, the speed, the explosion, the vision, I think when you talk about a running back as a total package, I think he's a top-five running back in college football by the time the season ends. That's a projection. I don't think you can give him that merit based on just um, all the other running backs and what they've done overall. But Jaquindon Jackson is just a special player, in my opinion. And I think he's going to put a lot of NFL scouts and everyone on notice this season because the flashes and the moments we saw from him, especially against USC and Colorado too, I, I think are just going to be fantastic from Jaquindon. I think he's going to be one of the best backs in the country and has all the tools in the world to be successful. So, Excited to see what Jaquinton Jackson could do, but of course he's not alone. You also get Makai Bernard coming back. And then this is a huge guy to bring back for the Utah football team. Coaches have said um, he's their best receiver out of the backfield, also their best pass protecting back, which I think is a huge asset with, you know, how creative defensive coordinators are going to get with blitzes and everything to be able to have Makai. You have someone you can feel good about sending out on a route or, 
be able to create separation kind of in the flat when needed, but also like, oh, they're bringing too many guys. We don't have enough to pick them up. Hey, Makai, I know you're going to go out, but you got to stay in the pocket and protect and to know he can hold up for a couple of seconds um, just in blitz protection, taking on linebackers or whoever he's forced to reckon with that comes loose um, from a rushing position. So I really like Makai Bernard as a receiver out of the backfield. Also shown flashes as a running back just overall in general. I mean, we are talking about a guy with 533 yards last year, still averaged five yards a carry a year ago had four yards on the ground. And of course, with uh, the other thing with Mackay Bernard is obviously the receiving ability, 34 catches, 314 yards last year, just elite numbers out of a running back. I think he's going to be a huge asset to this team, in the screen game. And I think he's going to guy who's going to continue to keep the chains moving. He may not be the biggest guy, but man, is he tough and strong? He's going to be able to break out of tackles, uh, shake guys out of their cleats as well. I'm a huge Mackay Bernard fan too. I think the one, two punch of him, and Jaquindon Jackson is what we will see the most of this season. But there are other guys that, let's say there's an injury or just in general you want to keep working guys through, you feel good about what this Utah football team can do overall because you get Chris Curry coming back from injury. He is the definition of a veteran. He was on that LSU National Championship team all the way back in 2019, uh, using his last year of college eligibility, I believe, this coming season. Um, But Chris Curry is a guy that I'm really excited for to get a full opportunity a season with this team, the senior out of Fort, Fort Myers. Look, this is a deep running back depth chart, but I do think he'll get some carries and opportunities over the course of the season. And talk about a guy who's earned it after having to fight his way back from a season-ending injury last year. I think Curry's a really good veteran backup for this team that when he's your third slash fourth running back, I really like overall. I want to take a brief moment to talk to you guys about one of the sponsors of today's episode, UCCU. Learn and earn the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become financially literate. Parents don't always know the answers learn and earn breaks down financial topics into fun bite-sized and educational games like quizzes and trivias every time a family member completes a topic they earn points that occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like amazon apple sephora walmart nike and more there is age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. And the last guy we could talk about is, uh, for as it relates to the 2023 season, is of course Jalen Glover. Jalen Glover, true freshman last year, 78 carries, 360 yards overall. Jalen also had one catch for six yards in the passing game. And Jalen, look, he was a guy who was buried on the depth chart last year. It seemed going into the year, but then obviously you have some stuff to pop up with Tavion. I think Mackay dealt with some injuries as well. And then Jalen was starting against Arizona State as well. And I thought he really grew over the course of the season. You know, early on, struggled to see some holes in times. So it just wasn't clicking everything. It's a jump anytime you're going from high school to college right away like that. But I thought he really looked like he still belonged even when he was struggling a little bit. Like you could just see like this guy's going to be a dude for this program. And while I think that's more of a 24 thing, if there are any injuries, I feel very good about Jalen Glover being able to pick up the slack. I think when you look at well, he's just another guy strong is he as strong as Jaquindon um does he have the vision maybe that Makai Bernard does maybe not right now but still a guy who's strong capable of making nice cuts making things happen and I do think this huge offensive line is going to be good and I think Jalen Glover is going to be able to produce behind them overall so count me in on Jalen Glover as well and when you have four backs that you feel good about getting yards anytime they line up that you know aren't going to like try to force something bounce it to the outside uh usually will hit the right hole I think you're in a really good position overall. So big fan of this Utah backfield overall. And I think um, just a slew of talented guys will have a chance to step up. And speaking of a slew of talented guys, let's talk about the future of the Utah running back position. So 
first, just talking about it. I did. I look, I know he's only a sophomore. Technically. I still think you I just, and I have no inside information whatsoever. He might love Utah want to stay another year, all that. I just think he's going to have the kind of year where it's like, man, I got to capitalize and go to the NFL. So I think that's what he's going to do. We know Makai is going to do that after this season, just with how long he's been with the team. Uh, Chris Curry will be out of eligibility as well. So Utah could very well be down their top three running backs from uh, this season, depending on where Curry and Glover kind of battle it out and uh, finish for position overall. So let's look to next year. Well, Jalen Glover would be the unquestioned guy then. And I don't think this would be like Jalen Glover, like Zach Moss, where he's getting everything because there are talented recruits. But I mean, Glover, once again, 5'8", sophomore right now, 205 pounds. He will have been in the program for two years, buying, waiting his time. He's had an opportunity to learn from some of the Utah backs that have had. He was able to learn like last year, right, from see what Jaquindon and Makai, or Makai especially, right, Jaquindon see the adjustments and just the transition he's made and how explosive he is, but learn from Makai, a guy who's had a lot of success at this level for a long time now. I think that'll be something that'll be big for him and his success in the future. And I think just another year where he's going to get stronger, another year where he's going to get smarter, just more experienced. All of that will lead to a huge junior season from Jalen Glover. And gosh, it's Tuesday, August 15th, um, 2023. I think by the time next year is over, I'm even just, I'm willing to make a prediction a year out from now. I think in the 24 season, Jalen will have a hundred yards on the ground. Presuming he's still with the team, you never know with the transfer portal, but Jalen seems to really like Utah, so I expect him to stay up here as well overall. But huge Jalen Glover fan. I love the explosiveness. Once again, I just think he's a elite back who's going to, the fans are just going to fall in love with his physical rushing style that keeps the chains moving overall. So big Jalen Glover fan. I think he's the future of the position as it relates to the short term in 24. But how about some of the long-term future? Um, we could talk about some of the recruits, honestly, but I'd rather focus on Mike Mitchell, DeJon Stanley, and John Randall III. Those are three really talented recruits that were part of Utah's best ever recruiting class in the class of 2023. And all of these guys, I think, are going to bide their time this year, learn from a Makai, learn from a Jaquindon, take after Jalen a little bit, so Jalen can even kind of mentor these guys, haven't just gone through it last year. And I think all of them could play a role in this team next year. Now, Will every single one of them get a carry next year? Maybe. You never know who gets added in the transfer portal, all those things. But just for how I feel about the future of this running back room, I could see a world where all of these guys are future stars for this team. And you talk about Mike Mitchell and DeJon Stanley, the explosiveness, John Randall, the power as well. I, I feel really good about all these backs. I think each of these guys has a chance to do some really special things overall with this Utah football program. Just when you look at them as recruits, what they did in college, the electric explosive plays, the ability to find their block, uh, just see the hole in general, find the creases, know when to bounce it inside or out. Those things come at the college level with time, the trust that's learned. And that's why these guys get to sit back and learn this first year overall. So once again, super high on the future of this Utah running back room. Utah football has been known for their defense and running the football. And that's not going to change to me when you have so many talented running backs waiting in the wings after as like Jaquindon Mackay and Chris Curry are done this season. And even a guy like Jalen, who's going to get some run this year and then really take off and break out next season to me overall. So feel really good about the position the Utah run game is in with the offensive line I talked about yesterday and the running backs as well. We'll do some more position previews on tomorrow's show. Also talk more things relating to this team, the Florida game. By the time I tomorrow's episode, not while I will record it, but when it comes out, it will be two weeks away from the Florida game. Really exciting stuff that's rapidly approaching. And we'll be talking about it tomorrow as it relates to Utah football. On Locked On Utes. We'll see you then.